If you're downtown this weekend, you may run into participants from the Lyft Cannabis Conference. The conference expects about 125 exhibitors and 7,000 people to attend the Vancouver event this weekend. It's the first conference since 2020, just before COVID-19 restrictions uh, chilled the trade show circuit. Now, cannabis was legalized over four years ago. Since then, Canada's cannabis industry is starting to come down from a post-legalization high, dealing with many significant challenges. Joining me now to talk about uh, the outlook for BC's cannabis industry is Dr. Paul Clark, professor from the School of Business and Economics at Thompson Rivers University. Dr. Clark, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure, Jazz. Uh, give me your, um, st- your thoughts in regards to the present state of the industry. Where do you think it's at? Well, I think you summarized it fairly well just now that um, it's gone through a few uh, iterations. Um, About four years ago, prior to legalization, for example, the um, outlook was very, very positive. I think there was a lot of um, expectation that there was going to be high profits for investors in the industry. Um, I think um, the October 2018 legalization was uh, anticlimactic to say the least. Mm -hmm. It was very um, uneventful. Um, Subsequent to that, I think um, there hasn't really been the, to my understanding, Jazz, the um, sales volumes that were initially anticipated uh, here in Canada. Mm -hmm. And do you think some of that, how much of that you think is based on government wanting to go slow as well, that they didn't want to uh, open up the market so fast, so quickly, uh, and and they wanted there was a go slow approach when it comes to policy, uh, waiting to see the public's response. How much do you think a lot of that has to do with just government's response and its go slow uh, view? Yeah, I think I think it played a, a large role in the uh, current market situation. Um, the fact that, for example, cannabis organizations are not able to brand, to market directly to consumers mm-hmm. um, has played a significant role. Um, similarly, well, I think that's the primary factor, that the cannabis brands are not able to create demand at a consumer level yet. Uh, you talked about uh, a bit of oversupply. I guess there was a bit of Wild West mentality when the approval happened and so much money, venture capital money, came into the market in regards to greenhouses, in regards to companies that had set up. There was a bit of a Wild West um, uh, mindset, wasn't there? Yeah, it was kind of like uh, it had shades of the dot-com, the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Uh, 2000s dot-com, it seemed as though... It was um, hugely a lot of potential in the market, and then uh, it kind of fell flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think it's it's been able to make a dent in the illegal market, or do you think those producers are still able to provide cannabis? Uh, some would say that's more potent. Uh, some have actually referred to the legalized marijuana or cannabis as uh, corporate pot or uh, government cannabis, that it's not of the same quality. Do you think it's been able to make a dent in the illegal market? 
Uh, well, I hear two questions there. The first um, question is, what's the current size of the illegal market? And the second question is, the potency levels of the regulated suppliers. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that right? Yes. Okay, so I think the illegal market, the illegal suppliers are still holding on to a lot of their customer base. I think there was um, consumers that did have their preferred suppliers and continue to purchase from those preferred suppliers. Uh, in regard, yeah, please continue. I, I don't think that's changed. In terms of the um, potency of the legal vendors, I think that it's as potent as the, the uh, illegal vendors' product is. I mean, it's, it's also much easier as consumers to discern the type and the potency of the product that's being purchased. Hmm. Uh, my final question to you, do you think uh, when it comes to, uh, you know, cannabis cafes, similar to what you see in Amsterdam, there are conversations mm -hmm. about psychedelics, which is a completely different market a different um, sort of avenue in those things. You're talking about the retail side. Do you think things will speed up now as the market rationalizes? You've taken out some of the players, some of the supply. Do you see the market moving faster now, or do you think it's still going to be moving relatively slow in regards to acceptance and growth, most importantly? I So from the government side, I think the regulations will continue to move slowly but progressively. Mm -hmm. I think um, the current government has managed the situation well. Uh, as in any situation like this, the government is learning. The regulators are taking a cautious approach. Though I do believe from the consumer perspective, the consumer side of the situation, that that market will continue to develop um, the psychedelics you referred to, I think, will gain acceptance. Um, and, and we can expect more development in that area. In keeping with, um, I would expect in the short term for the government, for example, to allow cannabis cafes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, it's it's a fascinating topic that is ever evolving. Look forward to chatting with you in the future on this uh, on this uh, topic as well, uh, Doctor Clark. Thank you so much for your time today. My pleasure, Jazz. My pleasure. You're welcome. Nine one one. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God! The ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water everywhere. We're going down. I've got a lock on your location. Stay with me. Hurry! Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.